G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Well, last weekend we saw the opening round of the Sales NBL. Uh, Ten teams in our National Men's League, uh, starting with a clean slate and hoping, of course, for a chance at the championships, uh, one that's currently held by the Wellington Saints. And with New Zealand now under uh, an orange traffic light setting, the fans are allowed back. The atmosphere has been building uh, just on those opening games. And uh, we're joined now by the NBL's general manager, uh, Hugh Bainan, of course, who doubles up as a commentator as well. Hugh, good morning to you. Your impressions overall of the first weekend? Good morning, Smithy. Um, oh, twofold, I guess. Uh, impressions, you know, off court, um, just fantastic. You know, we had we had great crowds. We had a, we had a few sellouts over round one, which was awesome. Game one was a, was a full sellout um, here in Nelson, so that was a fantastic start. Uh, GMs have done an awesome job, and our teams have done a great job to make the arenas look good. And you know, some things to work on, but don't worry, we've been all over that this week. Um, on the court, a little bit. Um, a little bit disjointed, I guess, because of the nature of the borders just reopening and some imports not being here yet. That's already starting to see itself clean up. So we have a few more teams back to, uh, or not back to, but at full strength for the first time in 2022 uh, in round two, which um, started last night and continues tonight. And a few more uh, Australian-based or overseas-based Kiwis have made their way back into the country and, and started their contracts. So we knew that... You know, the first couple of rounds were going to be a little bit like that with some um, teams having to use, you know, their roster depth to compete. Um, but also a fantastic opportunity to see some of our young Kiwis get out there and play and, and get their uh, get their minutes uh, up at NBL level, which is great. So, yeah, no, really happy overall. Yeah, well, that's, that is the point, actually, because uh, while you're waiting for the teams to be strengthened by those uh, overseas purchases and arrivals, etc., you are getting the exposure for the youngsters, which I think might have been a bit of a problem for the Saints. I mean, I looked at one scoreline last week, uh, the defending champions getting rolled, 117-81, Southland Sharks doing a number on them, and I thought, wow, what is going on here? But uh, obviously that was one of the reasons why they just certainly are far from at full strength yet. Yeah, they had uh, zero imports, uh, the Saints, last week, and also they've got... You know, Jordan Nartai, Tom Vodanovic, um, among other, Dane Samuel, Australian NBL-based New Zealanders who weren't there. Now, Dane Samuel's back in the country, so he's going to play uh, this week. They've got one of their imports, Mike Smith, who I'm told from Guy Malloy, the head coach there, is a gun. And the Saints are, are pretty sure he's going to be the best shooter in the NBL this year, which is going to be good to see. He came off a 17-hour flight straight to training and apparently just killed it. So really looking forward to seeing Mike Smith in action uh, when they take on the Otago Nuggets tomorrow. So, yeah, you know, things are starting to pick up, which is great. And, the, and that game tomorrow, the Otago Nuggets, you know, who, who came down to Nelson uh, with zero imports um, last week, well, they've, they've got all three of their imports, um, including two have come fresh out of the Australian NBL and one who's come fresh out of college. So completely different look for those two teams tomorrow night when they take the court. I know you have to remain completely impartial because uh, you are overall uh, the general manager. But having said that, you are a Nelson man, and uh, they looked uh, uh, they looked uh, pretty handy over the the Nuggets last week, and they've got uh, a big one tonight, I believe. Are you calling that one? 
Yes, I'll be there with the great Phil Jones uh, for that one tonight from the Trafalgar Centre. Yeah, they, they, w- they would have been really happy, you know, last last week. But of course, like I said, it was a very understrength Nugget side. Um, but some promising signs for the Giants, you know, Alonzo Mourning third, son of the NBA Hall of Famer. And what a start he made to his NBL career, 35 points, 14 rebounds. So a much different proposition tonight. In fact, that's probably my game of the round, I think, tonight because... Uh, everyone's intrigued to see what uh, Trey Morning or Alonzo Morning, or if he goes by Trey, Trey Morning's going to going to produce. Uh, but this time he's got an Auckland to a Tata side that come off a big win in their first ever game. They've got Rob Lowe, Chris Johnson, two of the best big men in the competition. So it's a really intriguing battle tonight. Two teams are almost at full strength. The the two Tata have got one import still to come who arrives next week. Uh, but they're a good team, so it's going to be really interesting to see where these two sides are at tonight. Nice result for the Franklin Bulls as well. Still a relatively new franchise as such, knocking over Hawke's Bay on the road and then Hawke's Bay bouncing back last night to begin this weekend's round against Taranaki. Yeah, it was a surprise win last week. You know, it's not easy to beat the Hawks uh, in Napier. Yes, they, they've got a couple of players. Last week, they had a couple of players that hadn't arrived. We saw Hiram Harris arrive last night from the Adelaide 36ers, which was great. They've still got Jared Kenny to come. Um, but still, that's a really talented squad. And those two Franklin Bulls, the Franklin Bulls and the Hawks by Hawks are our only two rosters that will be fully Kiwi this year, which is cool. That's awesome to have uh, some fully Kiwi rosters. Don't forget the Bulls have still got Corey Webster to come as well. So two teams to watch there. But it was a great win for, for Morgan Maskell on debut as a head coach in the NBL with so really happy for him. Um, and that's another good game this week. You know, the Bulls taking on the Sharks on Sunday because the Sharks had that big win over the Saints. Now they've got to head up to the Stockyard, as they call it, in Pukekohe, take on the Bulls. So, yeah, it's really, you know, I'm just excited, Smithy. You know, first and foremost, I'm a fan. Um, you know, so mm. it's just great to, to get these matchups back and see uh, young Kiwis playing with some good imports. So, I mean, looking forward to this weekend. Just for, for if I take the Nelson Giants uh, game and, and the event that they put on down there, uh, as you say, it was sold out. Is it? Uh, is what, what does it cost? I mean, we'd, we've done this exercise this week. People just not going to sporting anymore as the, the way they used to. Um, would you bear that in mind when you look at costs and entertainment and things like that? The fan, the fan engagement. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, it's been a really, and this is a little bit. This is going to come out of left field a little bit, but it's what's been a really. A uh, good indicator of this for me over the past few years. Obviously, my you know, my father's Welsh. We've made fun of my Welshness a few times and did various sporting uh, endeavours on this show. But uh, really interesting what's happening in Wales between Welsh rugby and Welsh football, right? So Welsh rugby, you know, my my old man hasn't missed a Welsh rugby game for however many years. I would say the, the you know, he, and this is coming from him and some other friends over there. The average age of people at a Welsh rugby game is, you know, 60 plus and they're charging 80 to 150 pounds for tickets to watch Wales play rugby. The Welsh football team, who are going through a phenomenal resurgence with packed crowds of young people, it's 30 pounds to go and watch them play in the playoff final to try and make it to the World Cup. So that is a real clear indicator of what, that's all younger fans can afford and want to pay. Uh, and two, I just think it shows respect to the fans, you know. So the Nelson Giants, Mike Fitcher has done a phenomenal job as the general manager and the head coach over the past three years. They brought their ticket prices down because they know, you know, they want people to be there. You know, there's no point having an empty seat for $25 that, that, that you're not going to sell when you could sell it for 10 you know, and you get the crowd in there, which is better for the team. It's a better look on TV. It means people want to come back and people watch it on TV and say, I want to be there. So we take all mm. of that into account. Right now, we're doing our ticketing for the, for the final series, uh, which the league runs, uh, the final six, which is held in Auckland in, um, in August. So 
all that stuff we're taking into account. Fan, fan engagement is so far up the list uh, compared to revenue uh, on our on our priority list that yeah, and I think it, it pays off in the long run. It's a hell of a good point that actually people sitting at uh, you want you want people sitting at home, particularly if they're, they're in the area of of where the, the match is being played, to get. FOMO, really. You, you want them to have a fear yeah. of missing out, so they'll line up next week. And that, I think that's that's something that's not portrayed that well either. And um, at match experience, perhaps needs to be better portrayed for those sitting at home. One hundred percent. You know, there's and there's nothing better than being able to, as a you know, if you're running a franchise, than being able to put the sold up sold out sign on the on the door. Mm. Yes, you're going to disappoint a few few fans who walk up, but you better believe those fans. The first thing they're doing is going home and. Buying tickets for next week in advance, you know, and that's how you get those momentum. And of course, we know Kiwi fans love a winner as well. Winning always helps, um, and, and so we'll see that affect crowd numbers throughout the season. But uh, no, it's a great start. Great start for our teams. Okay, cool. Let's uh, look at uh, the NBL across the Tasman, the ANBL, and I would imagine I'd be very surprised if being the promotions guy or the guy in charge of selling tickets uh, wasn't rubbing his hands together in Tasmania because what a start! What a start by the Jack Jumpers! I mean, um, all those people in Hobart must be seriously lining up to go there. Oh, I think the, the the people in charge of selling tickets have got the easiest job in the world this week. Surely they just sit back and watch the money roll in. Like this is a phenomenal story, you know. Like not not only is it a brand new team, it's a brand new team from a from a small region uh, as well. It's not like a new Sydney team or a new Melbourne team or anything like that. And to get this far, you know, and also it's a team that when people looked at the roster at the start of the season, they, they didn't go finals. They said bottom three, you know, and I, I would have been in that. I would have been in that as well. I would have said, oh, look, that's a, you know, I'm really happy to see them here, but that's probably, they probably struggle to make the playoffs. Now they're in the grand final and they've knocked off Melbourne United which is like knocking off Real Madrid on the way through in terms of money spent on roster and quality of player and coaching staff and everything, quality of club. Melbourne United are a fantastic organisation, so to knock them off on the way through to the grand final is something, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, the, the Kiwi and me points to uh, Mickey Vicona's influence, of course, he's a consultant there and, and was specifically brought in from day one to um, be a, a culture consultant and make them and help them build a culture, which is, of course, we know what Mika Vakon has done for so much when he's in basketball in that regard over the years. Uh, and, of course, Jared Weeks, former breaker, and the real fan favourite with the breakers, is now, now over there. Hit a couple of big shots in their uh, Game 3 win over Melbourne United the other day. So, yeah, this is uh, it's phenomenal. And it really is David V. Goliath, you know, the Sydney Kings are the real glamour club of that league. Um, so I think pretty much all of Australia is going to be behind Tasmania over the next couple of weeks. Well, interesting, uh, of course, uh, with uh, this match-up now. Uh, you, you wouldn't bet against the, the Jack Jumpers, I wouldn't think, on the feeling that the, you've got. But uh, the five-match series, uh, five match series against, uh, or best of five-match series against the Sydney Kings, surely the Kings would be healthy favourites here, wouldn't they? Yeah, I'd be looking at 3-1. You can't, I, again, you know, for all that spiel I just gave about the fairy tale, I can't, I can't see it continuing. But that's why they're fairy tales, right? It could, it could very much, it could happen. I'd love to see it happen. But if I was putting my uh, hard-earned money on the line, I'd be probably looking at three-one to Sydney. Um, but uh, I don't know, long live the Jack Jumpers, you know, and all that. What a name as well, the Jack Jumpers <laughs> in the grand final. Yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, who, who are you looking in terms of uh, standout performers? Who has to be shut down? Uh, if the Jack Jumpers are to, uh, to win this, uh, who in terms of the Kings do they have to nail? 
Well, Xavier Cooks, you know, is um, their, 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 their best local player um, for Sydney. Like he is just a man possessed, you know, with his length and everything and everything like that. So he's just gonna he's a real tough guy um, to shut down. That's going to be, um, I think, really key. Uh, for them, but you know their imports. Of course, Jalen Adams is the. It's Jalen Adams against Josh Adams, right? That's the biggest uh, matchup in this one. Jalen Adams for the Sydney Kings, the MVP of the league, um, and then Josh Adams for the Jack Jumpers who hit that just simply out of this world fall away three pointer to ice the game from the corner uh, against Melbourne United. So that that's the premier matchup. But for me, um, I really in like I really like watching Xavier Cooks. You know, and there's. You know, there's been some rumours that he might make his way over here. He signed here the last couple of years in the New Zealand NBL, but couldn't make it happen logistically with COVID and everything, so we'd love to see him come over here. Uh, and from a Kiwi point of view, of course, Tom Badanovich. What a career resurgence Tom Badanovich has had after um, not being able to, to know, knock on the door in the Australian NBL after being cut by the breakers. And here he is in the grand final series playing really meaningful millets for the Sydney Kings. More NBA uh, action as the uh, playoffs uh, continue. Conference semi-finals in place. Golden State one one with the Grizzlies. Imagine Golden State will prevail there, um, with or without Stephen Adams. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was a one hundred six, about five point win for the Grizzlies. You know, you never know. Like 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 we said before, these your kind of your predictions on these ones can change from game to game. Uh, I still like the Warriors there. I think the Suns right now are the best team left in the competition. Um, you know, all this talk about, and don't get me wrong, I'm a huge LeBron James fan for what he's done at age 38. I think Chris Paul turns 37 next week. Um, and the performances he's putting on as a point guard in the NBA Finals, you know, are, are just phenomenal. Um, against Luka Doncic, you know, one of the best players in the world. So uh, that, that series has probably got my eyes more than any at the moment. And then we've got some other series right where we see now this time of year where injuries are starting to play a part. You know, Joel Embiid, they're probably going to be without him for, for game three of the 76ers. So um, that's going to play a real key part. You know, going down the stretch of this NBA season, who's actually going to have a full-strength team um, when it comes to pointy end? But, yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun to watch, though. Jeez, there's a lot of basketball on. It's, uh, it's prime time for you, Hugh, uh, which is uh, <laughs> why we're so grateful you managed to find uh, uh, 10, 15 minutes for us this morning. Uh, good luck with your call tonight. We'll be watching uh, that's the Giants against Tuatara uh, and Nelson. Uh, look forward to another full house and uh, another weekend of, of great domestic basketball. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, mate. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.